Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Double Your Business Podcast. Today, I'm here with a friend and fellow coach, Courtney Lancaster, and she's an emotional health coach for creatives, artists, and musicians. She is trauma-informed, and she's also a singer and a songwriter and a worship leader. What don't you do, Courtney? You're also a mom and a wife, live in Orange County. Welcome here. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you about... Well, what we were just talking about, this always happens. We didn't hit record and we started chatting and covered so much good stuff that now we need to go back and try and recreate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we were talking about this whole idea of using our emotions as a guide to help us get where we want to go rather than sidetrack us or block us from where we want to go. And it sounds like we both have a passion for that. Where does that passion come from for you? Yeah. Oh, what a good question. The whole kind of using your emotions to tap into your desire and, you know, lead you towards success in the life that you dream about. That's like, that sounds like a foreign language if you've never, never heard of it before. And it was to me a few years back, eight, eight years ago, I was singing and getting a lot of opportunities, leading worship on really big stages. And I ended up literally overnight having like a a mental breakdown, having a major, major panic attacks out of nowhere. I never struggled with anything like that. Uh, To my knowledge, hindsight, I can see that there were lots of signs that I didn't know how to read, but I tried to pick up the pieces and just pretend like it never happened. And kept getting on stage and kept moving towards the things that I was, you know, passionate about and dreaming about and ignoring all of the emotional signs that were coming up. And what I didn't know that I was doing was I was overriding my nervous system in order to continue performing and singing, which turned the thing that I loved doing into a major threat to my body, which turned into something I didn't enjoy doing at all. And it eventually stopped doing for a while. So my question back then was really, how did I get here? How did I get to this Mm. point where I was, you know, going so fast, moving towards what I love doing, crashed so hard, didn't see the signs and how do I move forward? So Mm -hmm. that's where it started for me. Yeah. I think a lot of women that listen to this podcast are, small business owners, a lot of them would probably consider themselves creatives. I have a lot of like product-based businesses. They do like a lot of handmade business. And I think we all have that creative aspect, even as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. But I think hopefully the women listening to this, we're going to talk today about how to prevent some of this because yes, there's like a whole topic of like, how do we come back from burnout? But for today, I'd really love to tap in like, how do we prevent getting there? So what are some things you think, maybe looking back on your own story or just in the work that you do with your clients, some of the things that we can put into place to prevent ourselves from getting to that burnout point? There are a few things that seem to be universal now that I've worked with clients for the past few years. To prevent burning out, I think it takes a very clear idea and a felt sense of who you are when you feel really safe. 
Hmm. That's your true self. Psychology calls it the seat of the self. That is your, that untriggerable part of you that Hmm. is endlessly inspired, so excited about life and what she wants to create. Really getting to know that version of you and and learning how to reorient to that version of you when you are triggered and Mm. knowing the clear difference between those versions of you. So I think there are a couple of things that I I personally think and wish was in our educational curriculum around Mm -hmm. understanding your nervous system, understanding parts work, that there are different parts, so many different parts of each one of us and parts just being uh, unresolved pain. That's kind of living inside us younger. You could call it younger parts of us understanding Mm -hmm. how to come to the aid of those parts when they show up. And the thing about creatives, and I would agree with you, we're all I mean, we're all creatives. I work more with like people who identify as artists and Mm -hmm. musicians, but entrepreneurs, I notice there's so much crossover Mm -hmm. in how I work with entrepreneurs because artists are creating things to be seen. And if you have any wounds around being seen that are unresolved, then your nervous system is going to figure out ways to keep you from creating that thing that's going to make you more seen in very subconscious insidious ways over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for entrepreneurs. We're going out on a limb. We're creating these businesses. We're creating these ideas. We're putting ourselves out there. But if you have any part of you that's like, it is not safe to be seen. It's not, it's absolutely, I've been hurt before when I went my own path. And right. It's going to feel like you're in these self-sabotaging patterns, but in trauma-informed work, they say there's no such thing as self-sabotage, only self-protection. Those parts of you are not trying to crush your dreams. There's not like a secret, lazy, unproductive part of you that's not on board. There is a very protective part of you that's like, she must be confused. She's trying to go out there and do all the things, but, but she doesn't remember how awful it was when we were hurt, when we were a little kid and trying to do the same thing, or when we were in our twenties. So she's clearly confused. I'm just going to make her brain fogged. I'm just going to make her exhausted. I'm just going to make her unmotivated. And if we override that and we keep saying, no, no, no. Like, why am I doing this? Oh, this is the worst. No, I'm going to be more disciplined. I'm going to double down. I'm going to, I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to do bigger steps. Like you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. If we're, if we're continuing to override that part of us, that part of us actually just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger. And that's where a lot of chronic stress, chronic illness, um, you know, this, the real complicated relationship with the thing that you're creating, if you continue to override that part of you, instead of befriend it, wonder Mm -hmm. why it's scared and help it learn to trust you. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. I can see that in my own business for sure. I feel like there's a part of me that really wants these certain results and wants to be seen and wants to be bigger, but then I'm afraid sometimes to say what I really want to say because I don't want criticism and I don't want judgment. I don't want haters. And I've kind of avoided that, but along with avoiding that, I've like avoided really maybe fully expressing some of who I am because I have had bad experiences in the past where when I fully expressed, then it was met with judgment or yeah, yeah, I can, I can totally see that in myself. So if someone notices that they are like, they're listening to this and they're like, yep, I can relate to that. I really want to be seen. 
but it feels like there's a part of me that's resisting it or like you say, self-protecting in a way that might look like or sound like self-sabotaging. Yeah. What would you say is like a good first step for someone like that to do? Mm. If you notice that coming up, especially if you notice it acutely, like with high anxiety or physical symptoms, insomnia, or just frustration around the thing that you're, you're trying to create, I think the best thing you can do is work with somebody who can help you see that. Mm-hmm. I tried and would have loved to just privately do it all my own and like figure everything out. But we really do need someone's eyes on our work and mm-hmm. somebody, especially who's trained to see those patterns of self-protection. Also, if you're looking to work with somebody, you want to pay attention to how safe you feel with them because mm-hmm. you're going to create that safety in that container with them to help approach those scared parts of you. Cause it can be really overwhelming If you're Mm -hmm. like, gosh, I'm really noticing this self-hatred thing. Like, I'm going to go and see what this is. That can be really, really overwhelming. If your nervous system has been trying to protect you from that part of you for a long time, then you're going to be like, no, let's turn towards it. It's going to be like, ha, like it's, it can feel really overwhelming to navigate. So I think the first step is working with somebody that can help you understand how to approach that part. And then I would always suggest to everyone to do a deep dive into the nervous system and understand your own nervous system and how that works. That to me changed everything in my life. It's, I'm Mm -hmm. such a nervous system nerd. It affects the way you see everything. Yeah. So using your story, maybe as an example, you, you shared a little bit with us, like of how things kind of unraveled. Yeah. What was it like to journey back to your true self? What were some of the the things Mm -hmm. that you learned that that helps you connect with your true self and, and yeah. understand how to work with your nervous system yeah. against it. This is not the case for everyone, but I did have some pretty profound childhood trauma that I think I knew is there on the surface, but I never knew how to deal with it. So it was hard work to go back towards those parts. I don't think that that's necessarily the case for everyone. I am also really highly sensitive. There were a lot of pieces missing for me. So my work was, there was a lot of work to do. And I'm grateful at this point because now I feel like I have such a deep understanding and positive relationship with the work itself because I've gone into all of these nooks and crannies of my own heart. It was really helpful for me just to like, from an educational standpoint, learn about, like I said, how the nervous system works, how your body puts you in different states of protection, depending on how safe or dangerous it thinks that you are. And then It sends thoughts, correlating thoughts up to your brain that have to do with the state you're in. So your state creates your story. Mm -hmm. And once you really understand that, then you can listen to your story instead of getting swept along by it. You can listen to your story and pay attention to the nature of your thoughts. And that's going to give you a big clue as to how safe or in danger your body thinks that you are. Mm -hmm. And from that point, you can work to help your body feel safer. So for me, when I began to kind of emerge out of like the real deep work and was like picking up my pieces and like moving towards things that I wanted to move towards, when I would notice that I would feel really, my thoughts would be like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is so, this is way too much. Like, what are people going to think? Who do I think I am? Then I know, oh, my body is sensing that the step that I'm taking towards my goal is dangerous. That's why it's sending me all these thoughts to try and like fill me with that right kind of energy to run away or fight. Mm -hmm. And so I would, and still do make a practice of coming back home to myself every day 
and remembering who I am when I feel safe and relooking at the steps I'm taking forward. Do I need to go a little bit slower? Do I need to maybe journal to younger parts of me, ask them why they feel unsafe? What do they need to feel safe to move forward? And then do some body-based practices, yoga, intuitive movement. There's tapping. There's so many different things you can do to actually just from a physical standpoint, help your body feel safer. And that returning home to my inspiration, I'll put on like certain kinds of music that will remind me of who I am when I feel Mm. my best, when I feel you know, safe and inspired. Just these little things that like remind me, oh, here I am, which is something that I tell my clients to do. When you have those moments of inspiration saying, here I am. Oh, Mm. here I am. Especially if you're in a season of healing, it can be really hard to access that part of you. And it's important to notice when those moments come up so you can teach your brain, this is who I actually am. Every other state that I'm in is actually just a wounded younger part of me that really needs some love and attention. Mm-hmm. That's so good. You can have do or be whatever you want. You just have to heal what's in the way. Right. The only thing that's keeping you from moving forward is unresolved trauma. And we, mm. I think as time goes on, we'll see that more and more and more as the science kind of continues to prove to us that it, it is mm-hmm. about how safe we feel to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Only unresolved trauma is what keeps us from feeling safe. And it doesn't have to be big, deep, dark, heavy work. I think it's good for people to understand like, okay, if you're listening to this and you're thinking I have stuff in my childhood that I need to resolve, that's, that's something where it's helpful to go find someone who specializes Mm -hmm. in that work and to make sure that they have the certification and the training. I think a lot of people, because it is a buzzword right now, yeah. Or like I can work with any coach and they'll help me through my trauma. And I'm like, whoa, 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 please don't do that. (laughs) That could be, that could be detrimental for you as a coach who focuses more on like the present and creating the future that you want. I am really wanting to help my clients create that safety mm-hmm. in the moment when they are triggered. And you mentioned some things that can help do that. Can we d- dive a little deeper into that? Like, let's say I'm in my work day and I'm like writing social media posts and it feels like a little vulnerable. It feels like it's like a point of view that like, I'm not sure if everyone will agree with. What are some things I can do when I feel that resistance coming up? And it's not just laziness or right, right, whatever. It's, it's procrastination. A lot of people think that it's procrastination and it's actually fear or not feeling safe. Yeah. So yeah, what are some things that people can do like in the moment? Yeah. Um, I think if you're in that place, it really does help to move your body. Um. Sometimes I think, especially for entrepreneurs, we're sitting a lot and sitting is, can be a sign of uh, immobility, like danger. Like I can't move if I need to, if a lion comes. So sometimes we have to remind our bodies like, no, I can like, we're good. Like we can, we can move around. Everything's safe. My room is safe. I'm not staying... The body reads things way different than our our perception. And so when we're like staying in a corner by ourselves all day long, our body's like, holy crap, there must be really like, it can start to feel like there must, it must not even be safe to leave this chair. Hmm. So getting up and reminding our bodies that uh, we are safe. It's, it's, it's okay. We can move. Emotion is just energy in motion. So even just kind of like moving your body, doing some stretching can just help move that, some of that energy out. Walking, if you're in a place where you can go for a walk is one of the most excellent resources that we have 
because for lots of reasons, being out in nature is so good and so grounding for your body. It sends lots of cues of safety to your body. Also a rapid eye movement of like when mm. you're looking at the sidewalk in front of you, which helps you, if you'll notice that you're really stressing out about something and you're just like sitting in bed or sitting in your chair, thinking about it, take that, pause it, go on a walk. And then if you need, if there's actual action that you need to take, you can think about what you might need to do while you're walking, which helps your body process things in a more effective way. Also taking steps forward, like you said, writing something vulnerable, launching something, you know, putting yourself out there in in bigger ways, I think is your dreams will always require your healing. So the things that you dream about are always going to show you the parts of you that, that need more healing. I think that that's like one of the brilliant designs of being a human is we are meant to be these whole individuals, these wholehearted people. And our dreams are really what show us the parts of us that need attention and love. So that might be more of like a deep dive into. Yeah. uh, I love that. Yeah. Your dreams always require healing and your healing needs your dreams in order to unfold. Hmm. Like we Even for, if you're like really, really in the thick of a healing season and it's really, really hard, they'll tell you to pay attention to your glimmers, those glimmer moments when you feel like, wait a second, I am okay. I think it's going to be okay. You know, I'm actually really excited about, you know, this, this or that, because that is your true self is never leaves you. It's still inside of you. It's just harder to access when you're, when you're in the thick of it. So watching something funny. Mm-hmm. Is really also really good for you. That was the thing I was going to add. If you're like, oh my gosh, and you can just kind of feel like, what are people going to think about this? And like, oh my gosh, what if I fail? What if I succeed? That'd be even worse. What if I don't know? Yeah. Watching something like, you know, a funny YouTube clip. Right. Watching an episode of Friends, like watching something that where you see people connecting with each other, it's lighthearted, sends kind of a, you know, relief to your body to be like, oh, Reminds your body like it's not as high stakes as it feels and right. kind of bookending some of those practices that we just mentioned before and after the, the hard thing that you're trying to do or the vulnerable thing that you're trying to do can be a really effective way to take uh, productive steps forward. Oh, I love that. It's so practical. What you just said there about your dreams require your healing. That's crazy to yeah. think about. And I think I mean, I'll talk to my clients about how your desires and the things you really want are like the blueprint and the path forward. But bringing in that piece of like, it's not just the path to get where you want to go, but it's the path to heal the parts of you that have been hurt along the way. Yes. It is honestly so crazy. And it was a major, major turning point to learn that for me that your dreams always require healing. But I remember when I was in trauma therapy, they said dreaming is imperative for healing. Hmm. You have to give your nervous system somewhere new to go or else it'll just keep cycling over the same danger that it doesn't know is over. Right. Just writing that down. Just taking notes. (laughs) So good. So we're in the moment. We're feeling triggered. We can move our bodies. We can get our mind off of it with something lighthearted, laugh. When we do that, it really shifts us into a different state, it sounds like. And that's something that you mentioned earlier that I wanted to just touch on, this idea of your state creating your story. A lot of the coaching that I do with my clients is we talk a lot about the stories. Like, what are the stories that we're telling ourselves? 
the unconscious stories, the often very negative stories. And I usually think of it more like the stories are happening just because we have a human brain. So I don't necessarily always make that connection to trauma. Do you think there are times when we're not necessarily being triggered to past trauma? We're just like operating in that primitive survival brain that just always wants to like keep us safe and anticipates there might be future danger, but it's not necessarily referring to something we've been through before. Or do you think it's always related to past trauma? It's always related to past trauma, but that doesn't have to be a deep, dark, scary, heavy thing. It's just like how our bodies work. And it could be the trauma of like being bullied at school when you were young. And so now you have anxiety. So your brain goes to your primitive, you know, resources in order to protect you from that pain that you had as a childhood. And I will say you do not have to go back to every single memory you've ever had in order to heal. Right. In case anyone ever tells you that you never have to go just for anyone listening, you never have to do that. Um, It's just building that trust and safety with yourself. Yeah. And it sounds like resolving it, as you said, doesn't necessarily mean reliving it, revisiting it, rehashing it. Sometimes it's just creating safety in the moment. Yes. So that you can teach yourself that what feels like that, yeah, the danger that you were experiencing then is not this right now. Right. Right. Because the body doesn't have those timestamps to say like, we're not there anymore. It's like, it just feels like that. It just feels like that. So it must be that. It's equally focused on creating safety in the now and just using that as an indicator that that's what your body is asking for right now is to have the state shifted Yes. To, to safety. Yeah. And every step, every up level, the same parts of you are going to come up and be like, are we okay now? Are we okay Mm -hmm. now? Like, that's like every year that my kids go to a new grade, they're like, but I don't know. Like there's always like the anxiety before the new school year starts because they're growing and it's new and it's, and they need me to be like, no, I promise you're okay. Like it's, it's really going to be great. You're going to love it. It's, and I'll be here. Like whenever you need me, it's going to be totally okay. It's the same for us entrepreneurs or, or creatives. Every level is, is going to have those, the, and you'll, you probably can attest to this. Every like level that you grow into has the, like, maybe sort of familiar, maybe it has different flavors involved, but like that familiar feeling that is unique to you of whatever it is. This is too scary, Mm -hmm. too vulnerable, too big, too whatever. I remember when I first started the first year felt in some ways easier than this year because in the first year I didn't have any other years to compare it to. And I was just kind of like, Oh my gosh, every win felt like such a big win. And every bit of growth felt like so huge. And even though I was, I was scared at times of like putting myself out there. Now I find what the challenge is, is like, I'm comparing my results this year to the results I had last year, the year before, and it's not adding up. And then I'm like, oh shoot, like I'm, I'm like losing to myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, uh, past me, had some really big wins and present me feels like she's gone backwards. Yeah. And I imagine actually that's really true with, with artists, especially when they have like a moment where like a song goes viral or like something really gets attention and in your business, like you have this big month of like revenue or whatever, like what do we do when we start comparing our 
current selves to our past selves and not feeling like we're enough. Yeah. That with artists, that is like actually very interesting and unique situation. Like the people that struggle the most are the people that had major success right off the bat. Hmm. Like, I mean, and that's like, there are movies about one hit wonders. Comparing yourself to past versions of you is still a protective mechanism. And I would get curious for each person. What are you trying to protect me from by comparing myself to my past success? Hmm. That would be a great journal entry for anyone that's struggling with, with that feeling because it might be different for each, for each person. I know that for me, when I've been in those places, gosh, I don't know anybody who can't relate to that feeling. Like even just kind of looking back nostalgically at, you know, times when you felt like you were on top of the world and there's, it always, it shows me scarcity. It always shows me the scarcity Mm. within myself. Like there's like, what if that was it? What if that was the connection, the most success I was ever going to get as if we don't live in this ever abundant universe where like things get to grow and expand and grow and expand forever. And we might contraction, it turns into from my wounded self, a like, what if that was it? And things are never going to be good again. And we're never going to get back there, which is a really great Mm -hmm. opportunity to remind that part of me that that's actually how I felt as a kid and not what I believe now. Interesting. It just feels like counter to what you'd expect. I actually did a podcast episode about this, about like the, the fear that we have of success and how success doesn't feel safe. And I still don't fully understand that. Like, I'm like, why, why is it that we resist success? Like not consciously. Yeah. Yeah. But unconsciously, why is it that we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you from a survival standpoint, none of us have had perfectly supported, beautiful, unobstructed childhoods and upbringings where Mm -hmm. we were only instructed by love every single day of our lives, never Mm -hmm. by pain and fear. And we feel so safe to be our authentic self, the ultimate success being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so, so many of us have wounds of being hurt when we were little. And this is the thing. Nothing is more vulnerable than being an open-hearted kid and then getting hurt. It's the most Mm. blindsiding, painful thing that every human being in one way or another has been through. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about with success is recreating that experience to our nervous system. That's how our nervous system sees it. Wait a second. You want to just go out there and totally expose yourself. You could get hurt and blindsided by it and it would take you out. Mm. The true adult, healthy adult is not taken out by Mm. failure, by pain, by uh, criticism. It's all like learning and growth. The child that experiences that, that's devastating. It's a completely Mm. different experience. It is absolutely true. And it's very interesting to to hear constantly from, from artists, how they're afraid they're going to fail. They're afraid they're going to be never going to be noticed. They're afraid they're going to be seen. And that's, or they're afraid they're not going to be, they're seen. Their music isn't going to be picked up. They're not going to be whatever. And that's, that's not true. Mm. (laughs) It's not the full story. The full story is actually, we're so, so, so scared. Maybe especially artists, maybe especially entrepreneurs to be fully, fully successful. Wow. 
I feel like we're circling back to the beginning, which is so beautiful. Um, And you said this and you kind of just brushed over it. Like it wasn't the most amazing quote. The ultimate (laughs) success is being your authentic self. Yeah. And I think that kind of like brings it back full circle that what we're really afraid of is being seen as our authentic self. That is the success that we're all looking for. And yeah by that definition, like it's not really about the the money you're making or even the lives you're changing. Yeah. Like it's really just like about you dropping fully into who you are and allowing that version of yourself to be seen Yeah, and, and creating a space where you, where you create the safety, maybe with someone supporting you as well, but like where you create the safety that you can do that. And and that's possible. And I think that's kind of the takeaway from this conversation is like, it is possible for you to have that kind of success. It is possible to create that kind of safety. It is possible to heal those past parts of yourself who haven't felt safe and who have felt blindsided and were taken out at times and using the desires and the dreams that you have as the guide, using the triggers that come up on your journey towards those things as the guide mm-hmm. for your healing. Exactly. It's so beautiful. For yeah. those who are like, how do I work with you? How do I connect with you? What's the best way to stay connected? And how can people work with you? I am on Instagram at Courtney Lan, L-A-N. My website is CourtneyLancaster.co and I'm on Spotify. Amazing. And you do coaching, like one-on-one coaching? Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do one-on-one coaching with anybody who feels like I'm a match for um, them with, with what I'm passionate about. A lot of people that find me are creatives and artists. um, Mm -hmm. And I do six month containers of one-on-one partnerships. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time to share from your experience and your wisdom. And I'm excited for people to just even get the I think there's a lot of hope in this conversation that like, yeah, we've all had, we've all had trauma and we've all experienced times where we were taught that being us wasn't safe, wasn't good. And that we're not stuck there. We don't have to stay stuck there. There is a path forward and you're on, you're probably on the right track a lot more than you think you are. And you're probably a lot closer yeah. You, your breakthrough to the success that you want than you think you are. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so I would good. add to your authentic self is the version of you that feels most exciting. You can trust what lights you up. What lights you up will lead you home for sure. Oh, another good one. <laughs> your songwriter or something. What lights you up will lead you home. Come on, Courtney Lancaster. Yeah. <laughs> so good. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.